Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. On the Daily Mix Show. Damn. Some birds aren't meant to be caged. Yet, here we are, butt naked, eating soggy bologna sandwiches. Figure it's time to get busy living and get busy winning. Let's play Cellmates. Cellmates is the game where lawbreakers become game changers. And this week, we are playing for tickets to see Trevor Noah at the Paramount Theater on Saturday, March 23rd. Let's meet our cellmates. We have Roger in Auburn. You knocked a guy out while a cop was watching. Yeah, through through his side window. He was flipping me off to the glass, and uh, it just, reaction was to just punch him. And so I broke his window and knocked him out at the same time, and an off-duty cop watched the whole thing, and he was upset because I was wrecking his night out with his family. They were going to go eat dinner and a movie. But I turned around and put my hands behind my back, and he told me to get the hell out of there. <laughs> you punched through a window? Right through the side window. It was, uh, it was an older Camaro. And, uh, was, and looking back on it, I'm glad I did because I would have broke my hand instead. Oh, my okay, gosh. So let's go back in time. What led? I mean, you said he was flipping you off. What led to the flipping off, or was it just, like, what was the story that led so to I all went, this? I went into a uh, 7-Eleven to buy some cigarettes and a girl from another bar that I knew was in there and she was bleeding. And I said, what happened to you? She goes, that guy in that car out there hit me. And I don't know what the, what the story was. Jeez. So I go out to the car. I tell him to get out of the car and he flips me off to the glass and the rest is history. Wow. wow. And did your hand suffer any great injury? No, I was pretty amped up at that point. And then the buddy that I was with all night was like, that was the coolest stuff I've ever seen. I'd be like, that escalated really quickly. I'm the hero. I'm have you, the hero. Have you punched anyone since then? No. No. <laughs> I do love that after. I'm not normally a violent person. No, but I can understand how that would just get you in a moment of rage for sure. And I just love that after it happened, you're like, ah, crap. Yeah, I, think, I think you needed it. And I love that the hands go behind the back and the cops just like, just get out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to go see dinner and a movie well, with I, my family. I heard a little bit of the riot act, but... <laughs> Yeah. Right on, man. Roger, let's meet your cellmate, who is John in Seattle. John, you were speeding while state troopers were behind you, but someone else was going faster. Yeah. They decided to take the honor for me, obviously. I was getting on down downtown Seattle on the express lanes of Columbia, and I had a little one of those little Ford vehicles behind me that most all the cop cars look like nowadays. Um, and, you know, I'm just tooling along, and Sailing down I-5, get up by Mercer Street up there, and, you know, I see his vehicle still behind me, and all of a sudden this truck goes sailing past us, and, well, this 
vehicle pulls out from behind me, decides to flash me with his floodlight as he sails by after this other individual that he decided to go make friends with. How fast do you think you were going at that time? I was doing 85. 85. Ooh. So that other car must have been doing probably over 100. or About 110. Damn. Dude, there have been times yeah, where... It was a full-size pickup truck, and I have an F-350 Super Duty, so it was no slouch. So, yeah. I don't know there's been times where I wasn't even doing anything wrong. I was driving the speed limit, and then all of a sudden the cop gets behind me, and then all of a sudden the lights go on, and I'm, like, panicking. And I'm like, wait, I haven't done anything wrong. And then they're just pulling over someone that was ahead of me. Like, get out of the way, sir. And I'm like, phew. And I'm like, why am I even, like, stressed out? Like, I did nothing wrong, but for some reason, like, the anxiety is going through my roof. Like, someone planted drugs in my car. I don't know what's going on. Do I have my license and registration on me? Uh. (laughs) Right. Well, Steve, based on the severity of these two cellmates and their crimes, who do you think should go first in the game? Well, I want to keep my windshield in my window in my car, so let's go with Roger and Auburn. All right, Roger, question number one to you. Stretching 4,132 miles, what is the longest river in the world? Oh, boy. How about the uh, the Amazon? It would be the Nile, sir. All right, John, your question, and if you get it right, you're getting the Trevor Noah tickets. The American version of the show The Office takes place in which Pennsylvania city? Ready? That would be Scranton, Pennsylvania. Back to Roger. Scranton. Scranton. Back to Roger. Before their name change in 1990, what Seattle band was originally called Mookie Blaylock? Oh, boy. Soundgarden. Pearl Jam. This Pearl Jam fan is about ready to punch oh. a window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, to you. If you get this right, you win. True or false? There is no symbol for the number zero in Roman numerals. True. That is correct. Bam. You're going to see Trevor Noah on March 23rd. Congratulations, my friend. Cool. Right on, John. Thanks for playing. Cool is right. Hey, speaking of cool... There is an unreleased Linkin Park song with Chester Bennington on vocals, and you're going to hear what it sounds like after Nirvana. The Daily Mix Show. Rockaholics, very exciting times for Linkin Park fans. They dropped a teaser for a song that has not yet been released, and it has Chester Bennington on vocals. Very cool. They did this, I think, last year, I want to say. There was a song that they unearthed from the Meteora Sessions. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Called Lost. And I remember hearing it for the first time and like the, the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I had goosebumps and it was just wild to hear his voice in a new in a new way. Were you a big uh Lincoln Park fan? I was. I mean, I'm fairly certain that I blew the speakers out in my nineteen ninety one Nissan Sentra to hybrid theory. Okay. Oh yeah. Would that be your favorite of the Lincoln Park records? I liked both Hybrid Theory and Meteora. See, that's funny because I was recently thinking this because I was listening to them at the gym, and for me, those aren't even my two favorite Lincoln Park records. What's your favorite? Minutes to Midnight, the third album. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. That one I always feel like is is underrated just because the other two are so overly popular. By the, like most Lincoln Park fans are like it's either Meteora or Hybrid Theory. Typically, Meteora is the second record, right? Yes. That one seems to be the like the universal. Goat of the Linkin Park records. Well, you know, another one I really liked that was not as much of a commercial success was that I think it was called like Reanimate or something like that, where they did the remix of all the songs. Yes. And like Aaron Lewis from Stained was featured. They had a whole bunch of different artists featured on 
existing Linkin Park songs, but just kind of reimagining them. I also love the uh, Jay-Z Linkin Park mashup that they did. I thought that one still oh, is. Oh, yeah. If, if I'm in the mood to listen to Jay-Z more often than not, I'm listening to the Linkin Park collab that they did with him. Well, it kind of makes you curious how much more unreleased Linkin Park material might actually be out there because this new song that they have been teasing is from the One More Light sessions of 2017, and we have some of the audio. Uh, this just reminds me how, like, they, they got a hard time from a lot of their fans for this record because it was super poppy. Oh, yeah. It didn't really have, like, crunchy guitars or had that same angst that the older albums had. And I always thought, well, if that's what they feel like doing, that's what they feel like doing. It wasn't my cup of tea either. Like, I was not a big fan of the last record. I didn't hate it or anything like that. But I, if I'm in the mood for Linkin Park, it's one of the first three records. Something a little heavier, a little angstier. I, that, that's Linkin Park to me is, like, that... You know, there's a certain aggression to them, and then they got a little bit more poppy. But like when people are on upset about it and losing their minds over it, I'm just like, just don't listen to the record. It's okay. Like you don't have to like this record. So you don't need to be mad at the band over it's, it. You know that happens a lot where a band goes in a certain creative direction, and it's yeah. like that might not be your thing, but it's their thing, and they have every right to go there. Did you ever see them live? I never saw oh. them live. One of my biggest rock and roll regrets, never seeing Linkin Park with Chester. I got to see them several times. Uh, fortunately, when I was working at the end, that was like, that was a huge band for us because that was sure. when they first started coming out with Hybrid Theory. And I remember seeing them at the Showbox. Uh, I think it was also at the Paramount they did a couple of shows as well. And then, of course, like some of the arenas too. And I'll never forget the, the Showbox one just because of, and, and even the Paramount one because it was just so more even though those are big venues for like a, a local band but it's kind mm -hmm. of an intimate setting for now when you think about a band that was playing you know they were playing Seahawks Stadium at one point and they were playing most arenas towards the end of their career as well and to see them at a place that holds like a thousand to two thousand was pretty nuts you're very lucky Steve Miggs yeah yeah that was that was some good stuff did you ever listen to the videos that had been released over the years of Chester Bennington's isolated vocals no I typically do enjoy listening to like Pearl Jam ones or sometimes for a good laugh, I'll listen to like the David Lee Roth ones, even though oh, yeah. I love Van Halen, but when it's isolated with just his vocals, they seem so absurd. For sure. Yeah. Well, definitely check that out. I'm sure it's all over YouTube, but yeah, there was... Uh, yeah. Oh, there's David Lee Roth right there. Yeah. <laughs> do you think there's anyone that can fill his shoes? I mean... Is that a band that just will never get back together? You know, I so I had the opportunity to interview Phoenix from Lincoln Park the a couple bassist? yes, a couple of years ago and I asked him like what's, you know, what's the what's the vibe? Mm -hmm. What do you guys think could happen? And he was basically saying he'd be game for anything, but they just don't know if there's going to be something because it's really hard to move forward without Chester. I mean, that's such an iconic voice that I feel like you can't get away with something that doesn't have that same I don't know, energy or vibe. And it's very unique because like when Tester tried to be the singer for Stone Temple Pilots, although I, I like some of the songs, it just didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it was like his voice only makes sense with Linkin Park. And I think Linkin Park only makes sense with that kind of a singer. I know some people said the singer from Sum 41 would be a good choice because if he has that kind of a scream. I don't know if that that's the right choice, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Obviously, it's up to the band, but like... And that's another one that, you know, sometimes fans, they, well, not sometimes, a lot of times fans get very sensitive and, and upset and have opinions about when you replace a member of a band with I'm someone new. Never saw that with never, Alice in Chains. Never saw that with no. one. No, never, ever. But, you know, it's that's another thing that it, it's up to the band to decide if they want to 
move in that direction or not. And and I recently was very excited when when there was like rumblings of even like Rush maybe continuing with with Getty and Alex and and I think it was Dave Grohl and Paul McCartney that both said, you know, if you don't continue on in the direction of the band, then the music kind of dies with the person that's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'd be I think it'd be wonderful if they could come to you know a place where they could maybe continue to celebrate the music of Lincoln Park in a live way. I do love someone just texted and said, "Where'd you guys get that Lincoln Park track from the bottom of a pool?" I wonder. <laughs> I was thinking that too when I was listening to the audio. I'm like, are they just giving us as a teaser? the song but they were like let's not give them a good quality i'm sure that's it yeah they're like i mean it's not that long ago it's not like we're talking about these were recordings done back in like the 1990s or the early like 1980s like this was just you know well now with all the remastering and everything i'm sure whatever version of that song we're going to get is going to be amazing i would imagine it's going to be better than what we we got as a teaser oh yeah well, Rockaholics, you are listening to The Daily MIG Show. Uh, if you have not already done so, give us a follow on social. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Don't the latter TikTok. two of which, at Daily MIGs. Uh, real quick, Pearl Jam, you mentioned earlier, he, uh, Eddie Vedder and Post Malone, they got together and did a little collaboration. Did you hear this? I did. And it, it was a, it's one of those things where, again, like when we joke about the quality of a recording, I kept trying to find a better version of, of what happened because there was like a, a fundraiser in front of like 250 people. Eddie Vedder was there because his wife put it on for like some kind of a... EB Research. EB Research. Which is their... I mean, I think they founded that organization. I think one of their friends passed away because of it and it's 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 like a really bad skin condition that can kill you, apparently. It's super rare, but the, the Pearl Jam folks and, and the Vedder family specifically has been just behind us 100%. So he was there performing, uh, doing an acoustic thing, and then Post Malone was there as well, and so they jumped up on stage, and I know Post Malone's a big fan of the Seattle music scene, so much so that he's covered Nirvana with Travis Barker, which was pretty awesome. If you've never seen that, look it up on YouTube. He's gone on, like, Howard Stern show and done Alice in Chains covers. Yeah. He even did Pearl Jam's Better Man. So then Eddie and him are up on stage, and they covered Pearl Jam's Better Man, which was pretty cool. And it's crazy to hear Post Malone singing with Eddie Vedder. He does have some pipes. That's Eddie right there. Kate should be And Eddie's like, here, post, take it away. Go post it. We get a little bit of a flavor of it. It's it's unfortunate that like I hope that there's an actual professional recording. Or just something off the board or something along those lines, because cell phones just don't do it justice. Like it is cool to hear those two sing together though. And I, I feel like Post Malone can kind of work in any genre he feels like working in. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this, but for such a... a like, he, he's lived a life, obviously. Like, you know, he just looks like a, like a gruff-looking dude. He's such a beautiful voice. You know what I mean? Tattoos all over the face. I don't think he's an ugly dude, but like the easy... Like, such an ugly face. He's got such a beautiful voice, but he's not an ugly dude. He's just got tattoos all over. He's just like, you know... He looks like he's lived. A, he's lived a life. He looks a little rough. Yeah, a little rough around the edges. But man, his voice is like when he when he just wants to sing acoustic. It's pretty damn nice. We call it posty jam when they get together instead of pearl jam. Post posty jam. Who's this we? <laughs> Me. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't. They also covered Tom Petty. Yeah, that was cool. And they also did uh, Last Kiss, the Pearl Jam cover. That's a real. That one really brings the room up. That's my least favorite. Same. Of all, I love Pearl Jam, obviously. I'm very unapologetic about that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not saying every single song they've ever recorded or released is, is my all-time favorite, but I, I enjoy, I'd say, 95% of the stuff that Pearl Jam's ever put out. The one song, and I still don't understand it, how it became such a big hit, and it just blew my mind because I was never a fan of their version of Last Kiss. It's not like it because 
I just don't like the song. I didn't even like the original version. Mm. It's not like the Pearl Jam did anything to like bastardize the song. They just did a cover of that song that I just never really cared about. So when they're here in May, the 28th and the 30th, if we could just put out a fan request for them to not put that on the set list, that'd be great. But there's so many people who would be mad if they don't. Like People love that song. I love that song. Oh my gosh. It's so sad. That's but it's so it. good. Really? Yes. Anytime you want a good cry, just put that on. Oh. Yeah, that one just never did anything for me. I remember thinking when they first put it out, I'm like, oh, that's a random cover. Never in a million years. If you said put X amount of dollars on how much do you think this song will become a, and bet on whether or not this song will become a massive hit, I'd be like, oh, I'm willing to bet that it won't because it's just it was just a cover. Yeah, I just don't like to be sad. I like to be happy. <laughs> Thanks, Pearl Jam. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a well-known artist that has a song that 20 years after its release, people still give him a hard time for how annoying the song is. You're going to hear from him and what song it is at 820. The Daily Mix Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What song do you consider to be the most annoying song and why? I love this topic. 206-803-ROCK. Call in now, Rockaholics, and tell us all about yours. The reason we're asking, James Blunt released a song 20 years ago called You're Beautiful. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that song. How does it go, Steve? I mean, I think we nailed it. That's exactly what it sounds like. It was a number one song in two countries, and it was one of the biggest albums of the decade. However... Did he ever do anything after that? Or did he just make so much money and become so successful that he was able to just like take over the world with just that one song? All it takes is one song, Steve. Clearly. That's why they call it a one-hit wonder. Your Beautiful was number seven on Rolling Stone's list of the most annoying songs. So it was very successful, but also very annoying. If you don't remember the song... Maybe we didn't quite trigger your memory as oh, we sang it together. No, to play the original. As we de- duetted. This is what it sounds like. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. No. Memory serves me correct. Danny, weren't you in his band for a second? Yeah, I was. I really you know did. that, Taryn? Is this a lie? No. What are I'm, you talking about? In a very weird way, he was in James Blunt's band. So... 
when I was when I was in Albuquerque, there was a lot of filming going on and whatnot, and a lot of shows were being filmed there. And I was doing extra work to make some extra money. And they were like, "Hey, you look like you're in a band." And I was like, "Thanks." And they're like, "We need band guys to be a backing band for this guy in this show called Wildfire." So I show up. Sure enough, it's James Blunt. And I am his backing guitarist, even though it's fake. I didn't actually play guitar on the on the show or anything, but I got to meet James Blunt, and I just got to pant, pant, pantomime, whatever that word is, like playing guitar for that song. Had, for that if, song. if you go on YouTube and just type in Wildfire James Blunt, you will see James Blunt performing at this like little club, and there's Danny oh right there. Oh, yeah. Right to the right of him playing guitar as his backing guitarist. Yeah. That's amazing. Danny, Did, you look great. Had, you were in James Blunt's band. Had no idea who he was. Funny enough, I remember asking him, being like, oh, what's like the biggest club? He's like, oh, mate, I played in England to 14,000 people. And I was like, wow, you're a much bigger deal than I thought you yeah, were. Yeah, he, he was. was real big in England. Oh, he's huge. He was big here as well yeah. for a second. Yeah. And well, Danny, that one was song part of all one the bills. Of the most, Part of one of the most annoying songs ever written. Danny was a part of that. I was today years old when I learned that, Danny. What a fun fact about you. Yep. So there was a recent interview where James Blunt says he understands the hate that he still gets about the song today. I think the song was played so much um, with such ubiquity that eventually, you know, some people are going to say, look, I'm just tired of, of that song. And, uh, and, you know, and I get that. But it's just a really great commercial success yeah. for me. Um, and that commercial success comes a little bit of a cost that some people have overheard it. Danny, now I have to say your impersonation of James Blunt was spot on. Thank you. That was great. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. <laughs> just I'm so rich positive. as that from one song. He even said that it's not just a straight love song, though, although the chorus implies that it's not exactly what you believe. You're beautiful is I'm a guy who's high stalking someone else's girlfriend on the underground, and that guy is me. This is a guy who needs to be what? locked up and arrested and put away for everyone else's safety. Yeah. I had no idea the song was... That talk about took a dark turn. I don't have to re-listen to that song, but that involves me having to re-listen to the song, so I think I'll just take his word. Now I kind of like it more. <laughs> now, now I don't hate it. Now I like it. Do you like it enough to hear it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, James Blunt is number seven. That song is number seven on the most annoying songs of all time, put out by Rolling Stone. A couple of years ago, they released this list, and we're going to go through the top five. Okay. Here is number five. Look at this photograph. You know... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy that doesn't hate. I don't hate on Nickelback with this song. I was just like, yeah, you kind of get. It's kind of a it's, a, it's a clunker. And I like Nickelback songs. We can do better, Nickelback. We okay. can do better. Okay, here is number four. Yes. Okay, that's good. We, we heard enough of that one. I'm, I'm with. <laughs> I went and saw Titanic in the movie theater like four times. I loved this song when it came out. Celine Dion. Loved. Oh man, that's up there in my top. I, if I had to do a Mount Rushmore of awful songs, I'm putting that in there. Oh, she'd be the George Washington of that list. <laughs> Here's number three. This has led to so many of the worst dad jokes I've ever had. I, I still do to this day. Somebody be like, even Danny the other day was like, oh, I went. You know, I had to go to do emo night in Portland. I was staying at this person's house so I could let their dogs out. And my instant reaction was, oh, so you're the one who let the dogs out. Yeah. They're the Baja men? The Baja men, yeah. What other hits did they have? That's it. Who let the kittens <laughs> leave the home, I think. Here is song number two on the list of the most annoying songs ever. 
I put it in the top five just because I can never get the dance right. Uh, clearly, Taryn has no problem doing it. T Dog over here is already crushing it. I think we should have Taryn and Sarah teach you how to do it during a break. Oh, don't make me go through that. Oh, and I like that girl part. Okay. I don't want him, couldn't have him, or something like that. It's great. That's a jam. All right, number one on the list. Yeah. I feel like Black Eyed Peas have put out a couple of annoying songs, but definitely I think this this is pretty deserving of being number one. I will say that when I was pulling the audio for this, Sarah immediately started dancing and almost twerking in the studio at earlier than 6 a.m. And she was like, why is that one on the list? And I was like, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sure she was jamming up to the last three of them. Who Let the Dogs Out, Macarena, and My Home. Those were all bangers. Okay. that's some of now the, we're, I mean, they might be the most annoying, but they were also some of the biggest songs in pop culture history. I'm okay with never hearing those songs again. So you want to go to a club and you want them to bust those songs out. Oh, Drunk Taryn, she'll go nuts if that happens. <laughs> oh, I'd be stoked about yeah. those songs. No, you're right. You're right. Rockaholics, call us up now, 206-803-ROCK. What song do you consider to be the most annoying song and why? What is your reason for that opinion? We're going to take your calls after Linkin Park. The Daily Mix Show. 206-803-ROCK. What song do you consider to be the most annoying song and why? What is your reason for that opinion? It's already getting heated in here. Oh, I, do, I love it. Uh, some of the texts, I'm like, I kind of like that song. Oh, that one too? I like that one as well. You got a tweet that hurt my feelings already today? A, a tweet hurt your feelings? Yeah. Oh, damn. Lenny in Tacoma, you say any song by Ozzy Osbourne. Them's fighting words. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good morning, Lenny. Why you got to hate oh, the Prince me- of Darkness? Well, let me preface this by saying in the 70s, I love Black Sabbath. But once iHeartRadio showed up on the scene and Sharon Osbourne is a major stockholder, all of a sudden it seems like every 10 minutes they're playing an Ozzy Osbourne song. And it's gotten it's gotten to the point now where I can't get to the radio station fat, or the, t- the radio fast enough to change the channel when an Ozzy song comes on. Lenny, I got to be honest with you. When I saw that you had Ozzy as your pick, never in a million years would I think it would go into stockholders <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, very interesting. The business reason. side of Ozzy. So, so for you, you're just sick of hearing his music all the time. Yes, exactly. But Black Sabbath, you can still rock with. Yeah, yeah, Black Sabbath back from the 70s and stuff. That was awesome. Hell yeah. Dude, there are times where I, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, so I'll just hear a Black Sabbath song on at a bar or a club that I'm at, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I love these songs. We've got Possum Paul in Hillsboro. You are going to say Hotel California. Yeah, and you know, I think Hotel California is a great song, but the ending, I can't listen to. What about the ending after that you like? After the final lyric, it goes into this repeating guitar and bass that's the same thing over and over and over and over. And, you know, fade outs are, 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 are cop outs. Dude, you that's know what's funny? Paul, like, I've never been a big Eagles fan. I only know Hotel California because maybe you hear it on the radio or it's on a movie soundtrack or something along those lines. When I just grabbed the song, I'm like, I did not realize that this song is six and a half minutes long. And now I know why, because the damn music outro goes on for a good two minutes. Harmonizing guitar solos at the end. There's a live version. Oh, guitar solos at the end are fine, but just do it once. 
maybe twice and be done with it. Get out. They're like, nope, we're not done yet. We're going to keep it going. There's a, there's a live version of Hotel California. It was recorded um, in, in like one of their reunion tours or something. And the beginning of the song, you don't even know what they're playing. And then they break into the song, and you're like, oh, my God, this Hotel California. And at the end, they fixed the ending. They didn't do that thing uh, that they did on the album. They finally heard your feedback loud and clear. Well, fairness, they're probably high, and they're just like, dude, this is so sweet. Let's just keep it going, bro. <laughs> Dion in Seattle, for you, it is pour some sugar on me. Aww. Yes. So you hate strip horrific. clubs. That song's horrific. <laughs> do you like other songs by Def Leppard? Yes, the first two were very good. In fact, uh, the second album, I think it was Mutt Lange or Lang, Lange producer. produced it. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sure if he did the first one, but both very, very good. So, and I guess I should give you a little uh, heads up. I'm a baby boomer from that era. So. so the first record was high and dry, then the second one was Pyromania, right? No, second one when I no, it wasn't Pyromania. That one, that one I hated as well. What the hell, man? What the hell? What was the second one then? I guess I lost. I lost I my time. Dry, I think was the second. Well, maybe you're right. I'm not sure, man. Yeah. But, so you basically didn't like them once their drummer lost his arm. Well, no, that's that's very sad. Uh, I just, I'm one of those that uh, I like the. I go back to like UFO and yeah. Black Sabbath and Kiss and Johnny Winter, Edgar Winter. So I like guitar dominated stuff mm -hmm. and and Def Leppard's first two were pretty cool, but anything after that, I mean I'm just like Man, I'm not spending money on that. No, but I, I goof a little bit the arm part, of course. But that's when they kind of had a drastic change in their sound. Like, they became a little bit more, like, there was some more synths. And obviously, electronic sure. drums were involved as well. So it was a little less raw than what we're, we're used to from, uh, from Def Leppard. Now, Jeremy in Bremerton, you say anything to do with Dora the Explorer, which we have not yet gotten into in my household. So can you give me some words of warning here? I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. Um, the, well, it, if anyone has kids and they know that the, those songs are played over and over and over and over again, and your kid just sits there and watches them. Um, but I was stationed in Connecticut. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm making my rounds on the sub, and I'm zinging this crap to my head or out loud. And it's just like, oh, why? Why am I singing this? And it, it was so annoying. Um, someone had come around the corner and was like, it's all right, dude. I, I get you. I got kids, too. Oh, oh here we go. So, um, it was that stupid backpack song. Oh, yeah. Well, I have that to look forward to, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Well, Tyron, I do have the, I think, I think everyone agrees. We got a lot of text messages about this one, and I have to agree. Easily the most annoying song has to be this one. You would not. You would never. Steve Miggs, you take it back. We did get a text from somebody that says the most annoying song, Tom Sawyer. Pretty effing annoying, and Rush Blanking sucks. Period. Wow. I am going to take offense to that. I do have to say, just real quick, I think, I, can we all agree that this is the most annoying song of all time? In the this just, song has made me cry way too many times when it, they just spring it on you in the middle of watching TV. Because once you hear it, you know you're about to look at some <laughs> sad puppies. We gotta go to the shelter. How do you think she feels about this song? Dave? I hope a dog bites her. Was it, is it the ASPCA? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, no thank you.
<laughs> Rockaholics, how would you like a shot at beating Steve? He is currently 47, 13, and 5 in 2024. 206 803 Rock. We will play Beat Migs at 850. Yes. The Daily Migs Show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.